What did you have for breakfast? I had coffee for breakfast. And what is your go-to coffee for the morning? Two shots of espresso. Okay, that's the good stuff then. Mm-hmm. Nice. Love Gets it. you right where you need to be. Right, yeah. Well, 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 welcome to the Wells Quad Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Wells Quadcast, the official podcast for Wells Quad at Indiana University. I'm your host, J.P. Pritchard, and here with me today is special guest and my new boss, Matt Walker. Matt, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Hi, everybody. I am Matt Walker, the new RLC of Agnes Wells Quad, as J.P. just announced. I'm a fourth-year PhD student here in Speech and Hearing Sciences at Indiana University. My um, field deals with hearing and balance and speech sciences, Um, and my main focus of my research is tinnitus, which is ringing in the ears. However, I really love our student affairs areas. Um, It's very important that students have the proper environment needed for learning. I know that after living in the residence halls during my undergrad, and uh, now again as the RLC, And uh, I'm really enjoying living in the STEM community. And as a STEM major myself, I know about the stresses and the desires that STEM students face. Right. And there are there are plenty of those. Yes. Good and bad. The next question I usually like to ask is why IU for you? For me, IU has been a place that I've met a lot of people who have like big dreams, big goals. And there's a lot of knowledge to be gained here. I've been to multiple universities, which have been wonderful in my formative process. Um, It's just that when I came to IU in 2014 for a summer internship, I saw like, wow, these people know so much information. And I feel like I want to know what they know. Mm -hmm. But as you know, uh, as soon as you start delving into learning more, you find out what else you don't know. And so it really just becomes this huge hole, this huge like black hole, if you will, mm-hmm. of information. So during a PhD program like I'm in, it's important to kind of learn a lot about a specific area and become an expert on that. So that's yeah. what I'm working on while I'm here and also while I'm working in res life. So. That's awesome. Cool. So Matt, I think people want to know more about this whole audio background that you have and, mm. and your your background in audiology. And I guess we could just start off with what got you into it in the first place? Ah, I have an aunt um, who is a speech language pathologist, a speech mm-hmm. therapist, and she f- told me that her job was very fulfilling. I came to undergrad as an undecided major, stayed undecided until my sophomore year of college, And I looked at the plans of study and tried to see what fit me best, but it wasn't until I had that conversation with my aunt that I discovered, hmm, I'd like to do something very Mm people-oriented. And so I uh, majored in speech path in undergrad and took an intro to audiology course and was like, oh, the lights came on for me. And that's when I felt as though that was the area for me to begin to study more intently and Mm -hmm. concentrate. Um, I've always loved... Um, audition, if you will. I've always loved listening, hearing. I've come from like a musical family of like musicians and singers. Oh, cool, yeah. And uh, I can see the connection then. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I've, I've put my hands on a few mixing boards. I've okay, DJed a couple cool. events, you know. 
Um, and I can turn a wedding out sometimes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But anyway, um, yeah. So it all just kind of ties in together. I know a bit of sign language in my background as an oh, audiologist cool, yeah. because um, we love our deaf community, mm-hmm. um, capital D deaf as an identity. And we get a chance to interact with people from all different communities. So, yeah. That's a good point, actually. That makes me think of... Because do you, do you happen to know, um, like, what, what the de- how big, like, the deaf community is within, like, Indiana, for instance? I don't know. I know that we have a, a large deaf school in uh, Indianapolis, but I'm okay. not sure how large our community is. I know that we have a great... There's a great presence here within the deaf community at IU, mm-hmm. and I'm friends with the faculty members who are here, as well as our sign language interpreter. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's very important... And I think that society is becoming more used to um, interacting with our deaf community because yeah. we're all one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, but back to your question, I'm not sure how large our community is. Yeah, and and I ask because not that the you know the the size wouldn't make the make a difference in like this decision really, but more so just it does make me think of like with a a podcast medium where it's very. Um, audio based if there's a way to to make it more accessible to people within that deaf community mm. finding i don't know there's pr- there's probably something out there someone's like probably that. figured it out at this point like making i don't know kind of visual representations sure. or, or something like that but sure. definitely something to think about because you know I, I want i would love for more people to interact with this and mm-hmm. get to know more people like you absolutely thinking about them for sure accessibility is definitely key i would see nothing wrong with either having a closed captioning of the podcast available if that's a thing yeah or even if you wanted to do like an interpreter have an interpreter come in and interpret some of the podcasts that could be another option that'd be cool um, yeah yeah so i like those that. Are just ideas i wonder what that would look like with like two people talking if they would need two people like I don't know. Yeah, That'd be kind I mean, of fun. yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it would just be kind of like you've been to graduation ceremonies yeah. and things where you have a speaker, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have someone translating. Basically, it's not uh, like a direct translation, if you will. Mm-hmm. I should say interpreting, not translating. So it's like yeah. people are used to it. Like it's normal. Okay. It it would be interesting to see through a podcast because I've not seen it in that medium. Yeah, but uh, I think it's a great idea. Maybe we're onto something. Then. I think we are. That's interesting. <laughs> So now that we kind of know how you got into it in the first place, what what is IU kind of offered for you in terms of the audiology um, kind of pathway? Sure. For me, I uh, <clears throat> IU has offered a place of giants for me. And I say giants because I work with and have had people on my committee, my PhD committee, who have been the people who have written the books that I studied oh, wow. before I came yeah. here. These are the heavy hitters at, at IU. That's got to be surreal, huh? Yeah, it is. Being in classes, talking with people, you know, being being able to access them, it's just really amazing. Um, what else? Of course, this is a Research One institution, so mm-hmm. your name as being affiliated with IU in audiology carries a lot of weight. Yeah, carries for a lot sure. Of clout. Um, yeah, so you can I can mention my mentor's name now or any of the people on my committee and other people would say, oh, you know them? Oh, okay, great. Like at yeah. any of our national conferences. If you want to give them a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Dr. Jennifer Lentz, the chair of the Department of Speech and Hearing Sciences. Shout out to Dr. Karen Forrest, who's on my committee. Shout out to Dr. Larry Humes, who was a committee member before his retirement. Shout out to Dr. Shin Yi, who is a fantastic uh, member of my committee as well. 
Um, and shout out to, last but not least, Dr. Carrie Wilkins-Yale, um, who is my minor committee member for my minor in counseling psychology. I have fantastic people who are here to support me, and that's uh, a, a large part of also why I want to support the students here in this RLC position in the STEM community. For sure, yeah. I guess that's actually a good transition into the next question I had, which is how how do you find your lessons in, um, if you do at all any kind of crossover, your, your lessons or kind of takeaways from audiology, things that you've kind of learned from maybe just your grad school experience or... Um, I mean, you have a PhD too. If any any of that kind of you know flows into that too, um, how do you find those experiences or, or lessons you've learned from from that kind of background translate into uh, your res life role too? Mm, mm. For me, it's all about dealing with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to learn how to deal with people in different spheres. There's a way of interacting with people. I shouldn't say deal with, because it's almost like you're tolerating people. And that's not what I mean. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've just got to understand how to navigate the different relationships. And mm-hmm. I find that I am able to translate my academic experiences with knowing how to talk to people and ask them about meetings and all of that. I translate that into res life, because there's a hierarchy in the information that we disseminate in the rules and regulations that and policies that we uphold right, yeah. as professionals here, uh, as professional staff members. And um, it, you've got to be able to communicate with people on different levels, not just different areas, but I mean like all educational levels, socioeconomic uh, statuses, because you never know when you may have to speak with a parent who, of maybe a first-generation college student. And maybe this parent doesn't want you or doesn't understand maybe all the huge words that you could use, your $50 words, as we can say. Right, yeah. Back home, you need to be able to talk in a, in a coherent and concise way to anybody, whether you're speaking with President McRoby are speaking with that grandfather who didn't finish the third grade. Mm-hmm. And that's similar to my background as well. I have family members who are all across the spectrum, but I, I'm very fortunate that I have the opportunity along with everybody here at this university to be educated and and go to higher heights than mm-hmm. what our predecessors have been able to do. Yeah, that's awesome. And it, it totally... I definitely find some relation there with with my, I like to mention kind of my communication background Mm -hmm. too sometimes. And I know for me, it's definitely like, I totally understand what you're talking about. Just trying to make sure you can take the things that, that, you know, your, your understanding of all this stuff and make it relatable to people who just do not have that same background and trying to uh, break it down basically to make it digestible because Mm -hmm. there is just a lot of information that goes through (laughs) us so to to make that you know as concise and understandable as possible is definitely the goal what as uh, as our new rlc as my new boss as my team's new boss what are uh some hopes for you um some some hopes for yourself for the team for um just some goals that that you'd like to accomplish sure i will wrap it all up in this beautiful bow Mm -hmm. by saying that I want us all to continue to learn how to appreciate and enjoy the beauty of the diversity that's in each one of us, whether we identify as people of color or not, or people in STEM or people in business or people who have uh, disabilities or just whatever 
makes you unique. I want us all to be able to just appreciate that in one another. This is a very diverse community that we live in. This is a university that is becoming hopefully more diverse as time goes on. And as a person of color myself, I think it's very important that we begin to promote more understanding among the communities so that we all understand really how similar we are versus um, magnifying the differences. Right, yeah. That's a, I, I don't know how else I can follow that up. So I'll just say, Matt, thank you for being on the Wells Quadcast. Thank you for having me. For everyone listening, that was Matt Walker, my new boss. I've been your host, J.P. Pritchard. You've been listening to the Wells Quadcast. Thanks for listening and stay tuned. Oh.